you know, with, you've all heard of online training for real estate investing, and that really kind of doesn't work. Uh, not does it work that well. Then you have the coaching, mentorship, and stuff like that. That worked in some situation, but it was not enough. Like we had tried these things with our investors, but it really it, it didn't cover everything that was needed. And this is when we um, we decided to package to give more. I said, what, what else do you need? Like you know, well, I I need to have someone to find deals for me, and I need someone to coach me along the way, and I need. Uh, how do I do that property management? How do I get property manager on the ground? How do I get a team on the ground together? All that kind of stuff. I said, okay, well. Listen, everybody. We all know that real estate is the most proven way to build wealth. But why isn't everyone wealthy from real estate then? It's hard to know where to start. And most of the education out there is just complete trash. And you end up investing your money on a series of courses instead of in real estate. That's not how this podcast works. We give you the blueprint to successful real estate investing and bring on guests actually willing to share their secrets. I started my real estate investing journey as a freshman in college when I bought my first duplex and have been in the trenches doing deals ever since. And today, I now own hundreds of millions of dollars of investment property. On this podcast, you will learn what you actually need to know to be a successful active or passive real estate investor. And we'll offer our takes on what's happening today so you can navigate this market and build wealth. I'm Drew Brenneman, and this is the Brenneman Blueprint. All right, welcome to the Brenneman Blueprint podcast. Excited for today's episode. Have Eric Martell on, co-founder of Flip System, and he's also got a really good book out. It's called Stop Trading Your Time for Money, which obviously I think that's a great lesson. You know, I stopped doing that ever since basically I was uh, almost being done at, you know, at the end of my teenage year. So some, something that I was fortunate to learn early. Uh, so it's great you got a book out. So welcome, Eric. Yeah, nice. Thank, thank you for having me, Drew. Yeah, that's a very starting to work nine to five is a really bad habit, and it's better if you never <laughs> get into it. Yeah, don't uh, don't get addicted to that paycheck. So that's <laughs> a good uh, good lesson for everyone. But yeah, so you're you're in real estate. I guess let's maybe just start at the beginning. How'd you get into real estate and where you're at now? Well, my first, uh, I always like to kind of talk about my my background and how I got started. And uh, because when I wrote my book, like Trading Your Time for Money, <clears throat> it really, it was really an introspection into why I got to where I was today. And then I always go back to kind of my parents and their view of the world was very, uh, very simple. And uh, also, I mean, they, they really didn't understand how banking works how business works or how you know insurance works or any of that kind of stuff it was just go to work you can make a little bit of money save a little bit of money and then but basically we're living paycheck to paycheck like most americans and um you know and then they they didn't see the world like they didn't have an open mind about business and stuff like that and and i saw some evidence of that my, there was a gap between my parents understanding of the world and how the world actually works. And I said, well, I want, I prefer this other world here when I'm looking at this, this guy that has a business and this guy that, uh, you know, makes money doing, you know, investment or real estate or something like that. And, um, I knew I had, there was something out there. So I was always very curious about that. And eventually, uh, I met someone that was, um, uh, <clears throat> a community college teacher. Uh, I met him at, uh, through a friend at university. And uh, just a regular guy, like community college teacher, no smarter than my parents or anything like that in terms of education level and or anything like that. But really, uh, you know, smarter about 
investing and all that kind of stuff. And um, so I just I just asked him to be my my mentor, and um, you know, and this is how I got to buy my first eight unit apartment building. Um, you know, no money down and still cash flowing. And uh, that's through him, through his encouragement and stuff like that and guidance that I've, I learned about the real estate business and started investing in real estate <clears throat> at, at that age, even though I had no, I literally had no money. So. I mean, what, yeah, how did you put that first deal together then? So that first deal together, I mean, obviously there's a lot of research. Like I, I was, uh, I was money poor, but I was time rich. I was going to university at the time, you know, and you would spend like three or four hours a day for university stuff and then you have the whole day to yourself to uh keep yourself entertained so i was spending a lot of time to find the right deals i probably uh, analyzed like over 400 deals and where were you and like one or two that the numbers worked when they were fully financed uh with bank and uh and somebody else or an investor and Eric, where where was this geographically at this time? So it was close to Montreal. Actually, I was living in Montreal at the time, so that was uh, about forty five minutes outside of Montreal. So, okay, nice, yeah. And then, um, so yeah, so I basically went through, and out of the two, <clears throat> I asked, like, okay, well, you know, how do I? Uh, can you do a seller financing or something like that? So only one of them was willing to do seller financing for a portion of uh, of the loan. And uh, that's the one I bought. I went to, uh, you know, look at the uh, banks and credit unions, got a loan actually from a credit union. And uh, the the seller basically gave me the rest, uh, lent me the rest of the money at, uh, you know, decent interest rate. I think it was like 6% interest rate. So it's not cheap. Right. But yeah, I think that it's interesting, your observation, even at a young age where I've noticed the same thing where, you know, a lot of people who are successful real estate investors or have a successful business, it's not necessarily because they were the smartest person in the room at, you know, in every scenario, usually, you know, it almost, it might almost hold you back in a way, you know, where like a lot of times I joke with, um, some other real estate investor friends, like we're just, you know, dumb real estate guys where we're not yeah. actually, you know, dumb, but compared to, you know, uh, you know, people writing algorithms for high frequency trading or something like this is uh pretty simple. And then, yeah, you just, you gotta be willing though to put in the work and take a risk. And, uh, you did that. And I think also, over time, then you develop an expertise. So yeah, maybe you're not, you know, uh, you don't need to be a straight A student to invest in real estate, but you do it for a while and you really know a lot about it. You get good at it. And then it's similar to the person that you're talking about that was, you know, kind of like your parents, but then had a, just a different, um, different outlook. And also he ended up having a different expertise. He spent his time yeah. learning about investing and then had a totally different outlook on it. Yeah. So then great. Yeah. Then what, what happened next? So this was really my, my rich dad for dad. That's kind of how I describe it because he was kind of like my rich dad, even though he was not that rich, but he had like a 36 unit apartment building and he was planning to do like a shopping center and all that kind of stuff in a nursing home. <laughs> and so he just knew how, how to do things. And, um, and I make a differentiation also between like IQ, <clears throat> somebody that you mentioned like a straight a student and stuff like that and being smart you can be very very smart and some in some situation you know in some investment or whatever you can be you will outdo uh, outperform someone that has a high iq because you are you're smarter you could be right. smarter than the higher iq person so i make a differentiation on that and uh, and real estate is a great uh, equalizer 
I mean, it kind of like it's it's easy enough for everybody to understand what's going on, what the uh, you know how do you make money, how do you profit from that, where your costs are, and all that kind of stuff, and to um, to have a good um, once you have a good understanding of that. I mean, it's very easy to build a portfolio and be a real estate investor. So, um, but to answer your question about uh, what happens next, I mean, after that, I graduated from um, from uh, university uh, as an actuary, and I started working with uh, pension plans, corporate pension plans, and um, and my uh, everything I was doing day in and day out was basically destroying something that's called defined benefit pension plan. So basically pushing all the the uh, the risk of people saving for retirement from the employer who were kind of like uh, guaranteeing a certain level of retirement all and then moving that out <coughs> to uh, to the employee and uh, I was doing that day in and day out and I was just like oh my god this is gonna be this is gonna be a nightmare when people are gonna start retiring and then they're going to realize that they don't have enough money to retire. And this is exactly what's going on right now, is that most people, 55 to 60, they've saved like a, just under $100,000. And they're planning to retire, you know, at 65, 70 and stuff like that. So you have to, and if they need something like $1 million in savings in order to um, to retire, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough road when you're 50, 55 years old. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And even if so you have you know, so, a, mil- a million yeah. saved, like that doesn't, that actually, it's, it sounds like a ton of money, but if you're going to try to live on that, you know, that's not, okay. uh, you know, you don't, don't generate that much income could be, you know, 30 to 60 grand, probably depending, you know, what interest rate you're, you're going to be able to earn at. And so you yeah. have, they're going to end up spending that quickly. It's interesting that you had a position, um, where you, you kind of saw that at a young age because you, you hear about that where, you know, retirement plans are going to be paying out less or they're going to be going away. And so, because who would have been a part of that retirement plan then that was like for public employees in Canada then? Yeah, I mean, I, in those days, it was every, it was everybody. Yeah. Like every, okay. pretty much a lot of, um, I would say like 50% of the employees were, had some form of defined benefit uh, pension plan. And, um, but then companies... The government kind of got involved and then kind of like start putting in restrictions and told uh, employers that, oh, you need to index the pension. You need to pay for this. You need to do this, do that. And it just kept adding on to the cost of that. And um, every once in a while, I mean, employers could have like a, a surprise where they say, oh, you know, my, your pension, the stock market, let's say, went down. And then your st- your uh, the reserve for your uh, pension plans are are below what they should be, then, you know, the employer has to write a check now all of a sudden for a few <clears throat> million dollars to uh, to cover that uh, the gap. So people, the employers are kind of like not too happy about that, that system from that perspective, but it was great for employees for sure. So, and now the important yeah. thing is that the employees are the one now that are responsible. So that gap that the, uh, the employer had to fund now is the employees that have to fund that gap. Unfortunately, they realize that that there is a massive gap when it's a little too late. When they're like 50, 55, that's when they start realizing that, uh-oh. Right. And these were these were companies that were offering pensions, to be clear, yeah, or this? Pretty much. 
Right now, the only people that are left really are large corporations with unions and then the government, public, public, uh, public. Yeah, that seems to be the same in, in America, same way where it's in Social Security, you know, there yeah. that's, you know, doesn't seem sustainable. So that's, that's yeah. interesting. You're able to learn that at a young age. So then yeah. uh, what did you, you, you saw that and and realize I need to, you know, so that's do something really, here. Yeah, that really helped me. This, the real estate investing really opened my my eyes into something. I knew I could make money without putting time into it, but unfortunately I just graduated and I said, okay, well, I better do some, I, I need to get more money so that I can invest in real estate. And uh, I eventually moved to California in 2000 and I had <clears> a <throat> lot of stock options at the time and uh, like millions of dollars and stock options, it's, and then the dot com crash, and then these few million dollars that I had were basically, you know, zeroed out, um, and um, so I was like, okay, so I guess this is my. Uh, but I knew even when I had that that money in the stock options, I knew I said, okay, well, I have to do something with it, and I was looking at real estate, um, but really, I I was in California, so nothing. The numbers really didn't make sense. Uh, it was very difficult to find something that was cash flowing, paying for itself, unless you put a ton of money into it. But then your return on equity was was horrible as well. Yeah, you make like a one percent return on equity. So then I thought I might as well keep it in the stock market and let it ride. But I diversified within the stock market. So I sold some of my stock options, but I still had like million dollars of stock option. And that when that goes down, when the stock goes down. It goes down very quickly. The value goes down very quickly. Um, so, and I say that with a smile for some reason. I don't know why. Because well, the options <laughs> probably went away right now. Yeah, yeah, the options probably went away very fast when the stock. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's, so the options went away very right. fast. Luckily, I had some. I had invested some money outside, and like I had cashed in and then bought some other stock. But the whole stock market was down, so there was no place to hide. Um, and it's kind of what we're experienced. We experienced last year, and what we're probably going to experience again this year. So, what so, did you learn during that period of time? What were some so key less, lessons? Uh, so, what I learned after that, when this the, the I was hit by the dot com crash, <clears throat> I said, "Well, I have to be more in control of my finances and my investment." I mean, there's no, I invested in the stock market and some good companies and all kinds of different things, and then you know, all of a sudden, the whole stock market crashed. Uh, and a lot of the money was in stock options. And I know the company that I was working for was great, great company, blah, blah, blah. But it doesn't matter because the stock price went down. All of a sudden, the, the stock options are worthless. And it's like, okay, well, I want to be in control. I want to, uh, to a certain extent, at least <clears throat> see ahead of what's, what's happening, what's the road ahead. And then uh, if I'm in control and if I fail, if I lose money, at least it's my fault. It's not some random stock market thing that's uh, that's hitting my portfolio that you know I can't uh, I can't do anything about it. Right. So so you wanted control. That's the yeah. the key lesson. Yeah. So that was the big thing. And then that's when I started going down that road. I said, well, so what else do I want now? I want to be in control. I want something that's cash flowing uh that can basically grow to a certain extent. Because I was thinking like if I start a business, if I do this. I wasn't. I was trying to do real estate, but in California, it didn't make sense. So, so I was looking at doing businesses, doing other things, and that would also cash flow. And then the idea was that I want to be 
So cash flowing, I want to be in control. I wanted to, to keep passive income and I want to be able to run the business from anywhere. So, so that was kind of uh, the idea. And I, I did a couple of different businesses. Uh, one of them was a gourmet sauce company and, um, went okay but it was really not enough to say okay well this is this is the <clears throat> this is what we're gonna do and you uh, did that as just an investor or you started the company and you started the company i started the company to, to do that yeah and that, then, seems, uh, that seems like a lot of work running that compared to these other getting started yeah i definitely because this was something that i knew nothing about um and so i had to i just knew that we had done a catering business before so there was some recipes that we we wanted to do, but uh, that were great and were very popular. I said, "Well, let's put that in in a bottle and then sell sell that." And um, but yeah, it was just that whole process of putting that on a shelf on a grocery store shelf. <clears throat> this is very educational. There's a lot of work that's uh, that's involved. And uh, at one point, we were across the United States in uh, over 400 stores in the United States. And another few hundred in uh, in Canada, so it was going pretty well. But yeah, the profits were not there. Yeah, anything food related seems just super hard. You know, it's extremely it inspires. Hard. It's, it you have to break some significant habits. Yeah, you know. Well, now any kind of any key lessons? Oh, uh, any key yeah. lessons from that experience? Then I'd be curious. So yeah, I mean, so for me, so that was very complicated. I mean, I I was. Um, with that sauce business, I mean, I had to learn a lot. Luckily, I had a lot, of, a lot of different skills, and I had money to invest and all that kind of stuff. And after we operated that business for five years, and then we shut it down, right? It was a lot of work to uh, for me, my wife, and you know, to to get that <clears> done. <throat> and um, yeah, in the end, you know, it was it worth it? I said, I think it was worth it, but it was not worth it in terms of. You know, uh, the, probably the profit that the actually yeah. my ultimate goal of of being financially free. <clears throat> so that's when when I went to uh, real estate. <clears throat> so the world was a little bit different at that point. We had electronic uh, document signing because I got I got back into real estate 2015 or something like that. So we had the iPhone where you can talk to anybody and they can video walk you through a property. <clears throat> You had um, electronic electronic document signing, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it was a little bit different. And then I thought, well, maybe we don't need to invest in California where I live. Maybe we can invest somewhere else. Like, and then I kind of went to the drawing board and I said, well, real estate is great because it's it's simple. I don't have to learn a lot to uh, like I did for the sauce business or anything. So that's that's a good investment. Now with these two technologies, I can, I don't have to, I'm not stuck to California. So I'm going to invest where it makes sense. And so I started looking at, okay, what are some of the different types of real estate investment that I can do that would be passive and, uh, and relatively easy to do. And then we started looking at, uh, single family rentals, uh, out of state that were cash flowing. And then obviously you can find these single family rentals in California, obviously. Right. But in uh, in the Midwest, in Cleveland, in Memphis, in St. Louis, you know, there was there was tons of those properties that you can buy that are cash flowing. So that's what we started doing. The first house I bought was in uh, Memphis, Tennessee, and uh, this one was more like a burr. Um, so basically, bought it distressed, 
renovated it, rented it out, and then refinanced it in the back end. And um, yeah, I, I put like, I think that I bought it for $40,000, put like uh, 20,000 or 10 or ten or $20,000 in, uh, in rehab, had a tenant paying $750 for it. So all in, I was above the 1%, uh, the 1% rule. And then I ended up in the um, refinancing it. And then it appraised for, I had put like 50 or $60,000 in, and it appraised for like uh, 80, above 80 or $90,000. And I was able to basically get all my money out. Uh, and, you know, and it was still a little bit of money left on top of that. And I was like, wait a second. So I have now, I have more money than I had when I got started. I had an extra $10,000 and <clears throat> I have an asset that's cash flowing. I was like, wow. Let's yeah. And you can more. also <laughs> pull that, that money's pulled out, you know, tax free because it's, exactly. you borrowed, it's, you borrowed more. It's exactly. like, this is, uh, this is amazing. I was like, I said, I want, I, I, let's do two more of those. And then, so that's kind of how, how that grew and, um, and we built a portfolio and, you know, then people were kind of always wondering because we had done all kinds of different businesses. A lot of our friends and family started asking and say, Hey, what are you guys doing now? Like I haven't, since you haven't done the sauce business and blah, blah, blah. And so we're investing in the rental, single family rentals in, uh, in the Midwest, in Memphis and Cleveland and St. Louis. And our, our friends and people we knew were just like, what, like what? What are you like? <clears throat> it kind of blew their mind. Yeah, and um, so then I sh I showed them. I said, "Yeah, this is what, what's happening." And they said, "Well, okay, I want to I want to invest with you. How can I invest <laughs> with you? Can I buy the property when it's done? Can I?" So, and this is kind of when we started uh, Martel Turnkey, which was a, tur a turnkey single family rental provider. Um, so Mar Martel Turnkey would buy this rest property, would uh, renovate them, rent them out. And then they would res we would resell them to um, to investors who wanted to build the passive income portfolio. Um, so you know, and we we ran that we're still running that business called Martel Turnkey. And then it's uh, yeah, it's great. Last year we did 180 uh, single family rental flips that we sold to investors. Huh. So there's a big demand for that for people that for investors that want to build a passive income portfolio, but they're working nine to five. They don't have time to to look at anything, to manage renovations and stuff like that, um, you know, we have. And they still want people. the control where there be the they're the owner. Yeah. They don't have to. They don't have a partner. You know, they can just buy it themselves. How did you? I mean, 180 deals. That's a lot to, yeah, obviously find and renovate. I'm, but I'd be almost most curious. How did you find the end buyers? Where that? Because uh, those, you just have a list at this point. I'd imagine. That you built up, so, but how? Yeah, so you... we went to that. That list grew over time. Obviously, we didn't have that many, but basically, all my my contact, <clears throat> all the people that I knew, um, I knew would be interested in this because this is about their financial freedom and being able to retire one day. Like nobody had any defined benefit pension plan, like I mentioned. Everybody was in four hundred one k. And with 401k, I'm responsible for saving enough for retirement. And then what happens at retirement? What happens when I want to get the money out of the 401k? But nobody's thinking about that. And this is when, uh, you know, kind of for me, like working as an actuary, I said, well, you know, you have to, this is how much you have, what you have to do, blah, blah, blah. I started doing calculations. 
and say, that 401k strategy doesn't, doesn't work well. It works great for Wall Street, but doesn't really work well for the, the normal people. And that's why I kind of focus more and more on the single family rentals, because that made a lot more sense. You don't need as much money retiring with a single family rental portfolio than you do with 401k. So that was kind of like the, the big uh, wake up call for me. And, and but that um, list and that list was just developed word of mouth essentially over the last seven or eight years. People that I knew, people that I knew, like uh, you know, on on LinkedIn, people that I had worked with, and all that kind of stuff. So, and uh, okay. I, w- I was an independent consultant before, so I knew a lot of people all across the U.S. <clears throat> so, um, you know, so I just I just put them on my mailing list and say, hey, I'm starting this new company. If you're interested, blah blah blah, and then that's kind of how it got started. So. And then you've somewhat automated that where, I mean, we, uh, I, mm-hmm. you, that's a lot, obviously uh, this, there's so much going on. You renovated, you know, a hundred plus properties yeah. you bought and sold and that. Oh yeah. I mean, we have a CRM system, customer relationship management software. We keep track of all of that. So we're big, big, uh, which one do you uh, use? I use the Zoho, Zoho CRM. Okay. Nice. Yeah. And I, I've configured it a lot. So right now, when all our properties, as they go through the stages, as we sell properties to investors, um, you know, depending on the stage that it gets to, it automatically sends email to the, the right people, to the property manager, to the realtor, to escrow, to uh, the customer, and the, the investor. So all these things are all automated. So it's pretty, right. pretty uh, a lot easier. That's why, you, that's why we're able to do so many deals is that we, you know, we did a lot of automation, but we also had a good team. We had like a couple of acquisitions people, someone that managed construction, construction across all the different markets. Uh, we also had somebody on the ground that was managing um, the, uh, basically the realtor was managing the contractors on the ground uh, and the property management company. So, you know, you have to build a solid team um, on the ground in order to be successful as well as a team of salespeople and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, because you still live in California, right? So this, these are all yeah. out of out of state still. All and how all of same, same, so the same market that I I invested personally. Uh, so Memphis, Cleveland, St. Louis, <clears> they're <throat> still very strong markets. Now I'm doing like Detroit. I'm doing uh, you know Gary, Indiana, a couple of other markets, Cincinnati. To, um, so. Yeah, I'd imagine those. Yeah, those are all the lower appreciation markets on the value, but then you get your return almost all from cash flow. Well, you know, that's how it used to be. That's true. It used to be that when, especially when you compare to California, the appreciation in California was like you know, let's say eight, eight percent, six, seven, eight percent, you know, on average. And uh, and then you would look at uh, at Cleveland, and yeah, it was like three percent appreciation. But what kind of happened though is that uh, as we were investing more and more in these neighborhoods, uh, we would see the appreciation increase dramatically in these neighborhoods. Uh, and then we had appreciation like 10 and 15 percent in the, in the markets where we were investing. So you know, so it's nice outpacing California. But yeah, I didn't yeah, that. the coasts have yeah. slowed down a lot. At least you know California Northeast, yeah. where that now the market. Yeah, right now the market's stabilizing a little bit. Uh, obviously, 15 percent is unrealistic for long term. But uh, but the other thing too is that uh, I mean we've talked to a lot of investors, a lot of the investors that invested with us at Martel Turnkey, or they are. Um, 
or they just they just want to invest, but they want to have be more hands on. They basically want to do what we're doing, and this is why we created uh, another company this uh, last year called uh, Flip System. And Flip System basically, you know, we, you've all heard of online training for real estate investing, and that really kind of doesn't work. Uh, not does it work that well? And then you have the coaching, mentorship, and stuff like that. That work in some situation, but. It was not enough. Like we had tried these things with our investors, but it really it didn't cover everything that was needed. And this is when we um, we decided to package to give more. I said, "What else do you need? Like you know, well, I I need to have someone to find deals for me, and I need someone to coach me along the way, and I need uh, how do I do that property management? How do I get the property manager on the ground? How do I get a team on the ground together? All that kind of stuff." I said, "Okay, well." So here, you, here's the is the offer for Flip System. You're gonna get the uh, you're gonna get the online training just to get you started. Uh, then you're gonna have a coach. We're gonna give you access to acquisitions teams. They're gonna find deals for you, the same deals that we would buy ourselves. And you would be able to we'll give you the team on the ground. We're gonna identify a market for you. We're gonna give you the contractor, the property manager, the realtor the same group of people that we have worked with over the years, here here they are. We're gonna give you a software that's gonna help you track uh, all your deals and it's gonna calculate the return and it's we're gonna automate that. The same way that we've automated our business, we're gonna automate yours. And then, so that's what Flip System is about. It just, we, we connect all the dots, we gave you everything and uh, and we connect you even with like if you need a CPA, hard money lenders, we're gonna make all the connections for you. And and you have all the that stuff you need successful. Yeah, so you have all the stuff you need. It's set up, and you just follow the the system. Yeah, yeah, great. And then we had uh, we started that in October last year. We already have have <clears throat> over a hundred uh, hundred and fifty uh, students right now, customers right now, and. Everybody's kind of at different stages, so it's pretty interesting. We have uh, we had a few students that actually went through the whole cycle, so they bought, bought the distressed property, went through the construction, rented it out, <coughs> and then some of them refinanced. One of them refinanced it. I think the other two are selling them, and uh, one of them, yeah, is gonna make thirty thousand dollar profit on his first deal with us. And uh, so he's part of the. If you go to Fed System, you're gonna see uh, his testimonial uh, there, but is just um, just amazing. Uh, we know it works because we've done that over the last 10 years, uh, but it's it's so nice to know that now the system work, or the, what we've put together, the training, the coaching, all, all of that is working, is helping someone that didn't know anything about real estate investing, had his first deal under contract within <clears throat> four downs, and then ran through, did the construction, all of that, connected with the team and everything. So. I'm proud. It's, I'm kind of proud. Like if my yeah. my, my son or my first right. born or something like that. But but it's it is kind of like the first born out of flip flip system of a new investors that's born out of that system. So it's exciting yeah. to see see success with that. You know, where yeah. you made those process and then someone. Yeah, and probably what set him apart was he just did it. Like he didn't you know yeah. uh, hesitate or overthink it. Like I have the system. I'll just follow it. Yeah, take action. And this is the thing too is that it's it, 
not everybody can do that, right? I mean, you can, that's why the online training doesn't really work because you need, you need more than that. You need uh, the, the confidence. You need someone to tell you, yes, this is, uh, this is what you want to do. Uh, the, uh, and then the coaching kind of helps with that, but it's, it's still not enough. Uh, the other thing too, that I should mention too, is with flip system, you're part of a community. So there's like a discord group and then, you know, you can talk to other investors and all of that. And now you're part of a tribe, a tribe that is going in one direction. And instead of being a tribe of the people in the, uh, in the highway going nine to five, now you're in another tribe that you're flowing <clears throat> towards financial freedom. And, uh, so once you're surrounded with these people, you know, it's kind of like when you're surrounded with a crowd of people, it's kind of hard to go in a different direction. Right. Right. So you're going to, I think a lot of the people in the community are going to be able to help each other. And we're seeing that right now, answering each other's questions and helping out. And then, you know, eventually these people are going to be successful. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. And then the same Zoho system you have built out, is that what they're getting access to? And so the software right that now, work? the users are on a Zoho vertical. Uh, what the, the, what I'm working right now is, uh, creating a completely custom, uh, application. Um, so that's going to be released in the next month or so. Um, and so that the advantage of that is that then I have complete control over the, the aesthetic and the, the rules and stuff like that. Zoho is great, but it has some constraints that we, we have to, uh, to address basically, you know, yeah, I'd imagine, but then it'll be your own software in the very near future. That's gonna, you move it to the next step, it triggers the yeah, email and exactly. you set it up. That's yeah, and it's, it, that software is going to be pretty exciting. There's going to be a lot of a lot of stuff that um, is going to be great. Yeah, how'd you go about uh, making the software? Where you got to find a company, a, a engineer to do that, or what? What was all involved? Started with uh, started with a contractor, <clears throat> and uh, because we didn't know exactly, kind of um, at the beginning when we started building that application, we didn't know exactly how this thing would evolve. And then it's been so successful that, you know, we've hired now like three, two developers to, uh, to work on that. And then we're going to wean out the, uh, the contractor, um, you know, so he can work on another project. Uh, so then, and then we're going to build our own in, internal, uh, team to continue the development. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. So at this point, how many houses do you own then yourself or your, your company? So right now I have about, uh, like <coughs> different, uh, because I have them also with like Martel turnkey, some of them that I'm selling, but I would say I have, uh, 55, 50, 55, so I'm five, so, so I about over 60, uh, houses. Yeah. Okay. Nice. I to, I'm sorry. I have to kind of like look at, no, I know this, this, it's, this, it's the know. same way where, you know, for the longest time I said I had, I was in 30 properties and then I sold three, yeah. I think. And then I. I didn't know the number. I was still saying 30 for a while. Then I realized I saw my sheet and I was like, no, you own 28. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's hard to, it's a, it's a good problem to have, but I've done the same where it's, uh, you know, you're buying and selling. So it's hard to remember the number because it's always. Yeah, exactly. And you know what happened too is like you, uh, a lot of people that are getting started or they, they haven't started in real estate investing yet. Um, yeah, they're going to think, oh, you know, there's these people. How can you not know how many houses you have? But, uh, but yeah, you kind of, after like, uh, I think after like maybe 10, you kind of like forget about how many <clears> you have. And you just like, you see it as one of more like a, a portfolio of right. state of portfolio. So I can see that. Yeah. What other, what other advice you have for people 
invested in real estate then where I think you went for this cash flow first strategy, which that makes that makes a lot of sense to me because one thing that it's uh, it seems a bit safer than some strategies where okay. if you're buying a building, you need to renovate it just to get to um, a point where it would cash flow or then you have to sell it, you know, because it's in a place like California where there's still even post renovation will be almost no cash flow where uh, that makes sense because then prices could go up, could go down, but you always have your cash flow as long as the rental market's still there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the cash flow uh, for me, like the cash flow positive housing <clears throat> is great because I'm building an asset and, um, you know, and so, yeah, so if I'm building wealth really more than anything. And then I have a lot of different strategies. I mean, if I want to, I, I can continue to get the cash flow over time, the cash flow is going to increase. Uh, I was building equity. The tenant is paying for my loan. I get interest expense deductions, uh, depreciation, stuff like that. So there's a lot of tax advantages involved in there too. And it's just like, you're going to wake up 20 years from now, you're going to have this asset almost free and clear. And then you just, you know, you can refi, you can, you know, so you have a lot of options and that's what I like about, um, about single family rentals is that you can do that. And if you don't want to rent it anymore, you want to you know, you want to flip it, sell it to a retail investor, you can do that as well. You know, and you just have to do a little bit more renovations, kick the tenant out, and you, you can do that. Yeah. So I, I like that. I like the, the fact that you have multiple uh, exit strategy. Nice. Yeah, I mean, so then Martel Turnkey, you got flip system, your book's out. I mean, what else? Yeah. Anything else you want to touch on? I mean, that's a lot. Yeah, I think that's this is great. I mean, flips is if you're thinking about real estate investing, um, you know, the kind of the the kind of investment that we've been talking about, I highly recommend (coughs) if you go and look at Flip System and kind of like explore that a little bit. I know there are a lot of programs out there, but as far as I know, we're the only program, you know, in for real estate investing that's coming from a real investor, a real real estate investor. And it's also, I'm sharing my team. I'm sharing my acquisitions people, my contract manager. I'm sharing me, all the contractors, all the people that we have, the team on the ground. I mean, this takes years to build this kind of, uh, this kind of team, this kind of uh, structure. And uh, we'll help you all along the way. And, you know, with a few months, we already have one of the students that, you know, made $30,000 in profit. Not saying it's going to happen to every every one of them. But, uh, yeah, so he was pretty happy about that. So that's, yeah. if you're interested in real estate investing, you should definitely look flipsystem.com. Nice. And so how would do people, let's say, Brenneman Blueprint listeners, people watching this, how do they get in touch with you? Uh, for me, on social media, pretty much uh, every everywhere is uh, Eric Martel official. Okay, nice. Yeah, right. TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, also. Uh, so yeah, awesome. Well, yeah, thanks, Eric. I mean, yeah, a lot of good stuff in this. Uh, you have a uh, a lot going on, and yeah, most people that have all these, you know, contractor and broker relationships, they're not they're not sharing them. So I think it's an interesting product for sure. Yeah, because you're yeah. actually and opening up that stuff, especially. So yeah, great. Well, yeah, thanks for being on. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you, Drew. 
If you learned something from today's show, leave a review and hit that subscribe button wherever you enjoy your podcast. Dive deeper into real estate investing on Brenneman Capital's website, Brenneman.com, where we have numerous free resources and information that can help both active and passive real estate investors. Accredited investors can get started today as a passive investor in our multifamily investment opportunities by hitting the Invest Now button on our website. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of Drew Brenneman and guests as of the date of recording and do not purport to reflect the views or opinions of Brenneman Capital LLC and its subsidiaries. Views and opinions are provided for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon or deemed as investment or tax advice or an offer to buy or sell securities. The speaker cannot be held responsible for any direct or incidental loss incurred by applying any of the information offered.